Please turn to Psalm 49. Good morning, everyone. It's still morning for 10 more minutes, so let's say good morning. We're grateful to have our visitors with us today. We haven't seen for a while, so be sure to get to know them in the break. Um, and what a beautiful time we've spent together in the Lord's presence, remembering the Lord, the Lord Jesus. I'm really struck by that hymn. Uh, about his shameful death, the way that it says, and see in deep amaze or amazement thy sentence born. Um, when we think of our own, the impact of our sin on our own lives and on the lives of the people around us, we might think that's enough of a sentence. Um, sin causes such pain and heartache in this world. And not just in a direct way, but everything we suffer in this life is as a result of sin. And you would think, well, that's bad enough. But the sentence that's passed on sin is even greater than that. To be, Because even in this life, the Spirit still is here. God is here, holding back the forces of darkness. But the sentence that we would bear because of our sin is to be outside of the presence of God. And we can't even imagine what that would be like. And I was thinking of Psalm 49, if I haven't already said it. Psalm 49, as we think of this psalmist, one of the sons of Korah, thinking about the cost of sin, how great it is. And I think of the sons of Korah. Some people say this isn't the same Korah as mentioned in the Old Testament, but we know that there is a Korah who rebelled um, in the times of Moses and bore a great penalty for this. The sentence was great. And in fact, it says it overflowed even into his family and those relatives. But there were some sons of Korah that were descended who entered into the ministry and wrote these beautiful psalms, especially Psalms 42 to 50 or so, 42 to 49. And uh, I don't want to read the whole psalm, but we can uh, tell that he wants to really share something. There's something on his heart. Hear this, old all peoples. Give ear all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor. Everybody needs to hear what I'm about to say. Verse 5. Why should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surrounds me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly. And it shall cease forever that he should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. This is what's on his heart. He looks at the prospering of the wicked and the wealthy, but he knows deep down the richest person on earth would not be able to redeem himself or pay the cost for his sins. He goes on in verses 10 to 12, basically thinking about 
both the wise and the fool, they all have the same end. They all die. They can't uh, redeem themselves. They can't save themselves, no matter how uh, well off someone might seem when, to our naked eye. Uh, it, it's all summed up in this refrain in verses 12 and 20. Man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. We've been seeing in the book of Daniel in our Bible study that all of these glorious kingdoms of men are all pictured with these animals. Because that's all we are. Apart from God, we're merely beasts craving our own desires, trampling others on the way, and the end is to perish. But this is where the psalmist is inspired because we see in verse 15, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. What gave him that confidence that he was able to say that? What gave him the confidence though he knows everyone meets the same end Death is waiting at the end for all of us. But this psalmist had this confidence that God would not leave him there in the pit, but he would redeem or ransom him from out of the pit. And then it says, for he shall receive me. Now, I'm not sure what this psalmist was thinking when he wrote those lines, but we know why we're able to say with confidence this but, right? They, I, I heard someone say one time, this idea, but God, are like two of the most powerful words in the English language. But God. When you're confronted with the tragedy of human existence, that no matter how much someone might appear to win at the world's games, they can't purchase one extra hour of life. And for all eternity, the consequences are very great. The Bible paints that picture from the beginning to the end. But I just am really struck by this idea, but God, when God steps in, even though the ransom of their souls is very great, he can pay it. He has enough money in his wallet to pay for every soul that comes to him. That's really the wealth of God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only it says he'll redeem my soul from the power of the grave, but he shall receive me. He shall welcome me in. It's not a grudging thing. If I paid all this money to save somebody, I'd probably say, nice to see you, but you owe me big. You know what I mean? You owe me. Um, I'd probably maybe even be a little bit upset with that person because they cost me all that extra money. I mean, if Maurice, for some reason, found himself, uh, ended up in jail one day because he made a mistake, I'd probably bail him out. But the whole time I'd be like, what's wrong with you? You know, I'd be upset about it. I'd be up, you're costing me all this money. I'd be, you work it off or do something. But God, when he ransoms us from the grave, it says he welcomes us in. He will receive us. And that's really the beauty of the, the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table. This is the place where we remember 
why this beautiful truth is true and possible. Why we're able to be received into God's presence with joy instead of just kind of limping in and sneaking in the back door and hoping nobody notices us. When we come in to God's presence, it will be like the prodigal son. We'll be welcomed with open arms. And that's because the Lord Jesus was willing to go into that darkness to experience all the pain that's displayed here. This idea that the grave is dark, the pit, that idea of being down in that pit. Um, the, the Lord was willing to face that for you and for me. So may this sort of one more time be a reminder of the high cost of the sentence that we had to, we should have paid and the fact that Jesus paid it for us. May, may that cause our hearts to overflow and worship to him for his glory.